Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Davin James. Today's episode recorded on the 12th of July. I hope everyone is doing well, hope you had a good day. And as always, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. So today, I want to get you guys' opinion on this, um, I guess an interview, or whatever she did, this psychologist by the name of Murder Filler, or Filler, I don't know how you pronounce her last name. She basically did an interview with Tells, no, sorry, with News.com, where she talked about true crime and how true crime, like documentaries this is, or dramas, whatever you want to call them, on how true crime dramas can get a little bit too consuming and how they could be even influencing for some people who go down like a rabbit hole or binging like a true crime documentary. And in one way, it is quite addictive, true crime documentaries. I mean, you go on Netflix, there's like thousands of documentaries on true crime. There's scripted TV shows on true crime. One of my favorite TV shows was actually Mindhunter, which only lasted for about two seasons, I think it was, unfortunately. And that was a great um, psychological series thriller, whatever you want to call it. But for some reason, it only, like, it only lasted for two seasons. I think it's because the director or the creator of the show, David Flincher, wanted to focus more on movies and then maybe go on to do another season of Mindhunter when it eventually comes out. Or once he's done with the movie he wanted to work on or whatever. So I thought, okay, that makes sense. But at the same time, there's still thousands of good stuff to watch on Netflix, including the true crime stuff, like the documentaries. I mean, the famous one I remember watching was Making a Murderer. I can't remember the exact details on what it was about, the people involved. But I found that really interesting when it came out. I think it came out like 2015, maybe a bit later, like 16, 17, something like that. I remember watching, I was like, wow, okay, this is quite intri- interesting. And it's quite captivating at the same time. And that, you know, that's, that got me hooked. I was like, okay, you know, how many episodes is left? I want to keep watching and watching and watching. But basically, this is what um, this woman, Mirda Filler, had to say on true crime documentaries. She said that there is an interest in understanding these humans and the darkness in human nature. But we need to ask ourselves, has it taken over my life? It obsessed the balance of giving you an insight into evil. It's like an argument it's not good for young people to watch a lot of violence because it can encourage an inner violence within them. Ask yourself what purpose it serves and ask yourself if you're still happy to look at other genres, she said. If you're not, if you're not you might think, hang on a minute, something's going on here. So she basically says that this could be like a red flag for some people where you can start thinking about the murders and the tragically that you've witnessed through this TV show, documentary, whatever it may be. And in some ways, it is quite addictive because when it's done right, a documentary or a TV show, you want to know every little bit of detail. Who is this person? Why did this person do what they did? Um, You know... The victims, you want to know a little bit about the victims. You want to know where they lived, uh, the person who killed, or the people who killed. 
you want to know every bit of detail based on what you're getting told in this documentary or TV show, like the Jeffrey Dahmer one. Many people did not realize who Jeffrey Dahmer was um, originally. Like I had heard his name mentioned through like, you know, entertainment purposes, but I had no idea just to the level of extent like he actually went in terms of his true crime elements. How many people he killed, what he did with the bodies, um, what kind of victims was he after, you know, that sort of thing. And once, you know, once you see that, I was like, wow, okay. So it's quite weird in a sense. And it's quite traumatizing. Because like, how can a how can a person do the things that they do when it, when it comes to, you know, murdering someone? And I obviously don't have the answer to that. <laughs> no one has the answer to that for the most part. Only the only the person doing the crime themselves can actually answer that question for you and understand or help you understand why they do what they do. Is it mental health? Is it something to do with the background, like the family life back in the day when they were kids? <clears throat> were they bullied as kids? You know, were they abused at a young age? It's loads of different factors that go into it. And you never really know. Like, it, sometimes it's not even just one answer. There's like multiple different answers to the question that you're seeking, if you will. And I don't know about many other people, but I don't really find, I don't really watch true crime to be relaxing or to relax. It's not something I would usually watch with my meals, you know. Like, say if I ordered a meal from like a pizza from like Domino's. I'm probably not going to watch a true crime documentary with my pizza. <laughs> you know, it might be a little bit off-putting. But I do like true crime. It is a fascinating subject. And I would get it in any sort of way I could. If it's through a Netflix series, documentary, whatever. If it's a court trial that gets streamed on YouTube through like Law and Crime Network or Core TV. Then I'm very much interested in it. And it doesn't have to be about serial killers or anything like that it could be just like for example we had the like what got me hooked on court trials and whatnot was the Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation back last year I discovered that it was being streamed live on YouTube for free like okay sure I'll check it out you know it's for free so why wouldn't I want to check it out (laughs) many people would be like well don't you have a life well you know (laughs) How many opportunities do you get to explore something to that magnitude? But I digress. But I do understand that, you know, for some people, it is a red flag for people, you know, to like true crime or to be really, you know, obsessed with true crime. And one of the things that I find interesting is how much we actually, like, it's not just us. Like we, this is something we we all talk about with friends, families, whoever it may be. Like, you know, I had a conversation with my former sister-in-law about true crime because she's fascinated just as much as I am about it. She enjoys true crime as much as I do, and we're always giving each other recommendations through Netflix and whatnot. And she's like, "Well, you know, for the most part, I don't find it relaxing. I think it's sad, you know, for what happens to these people." And how a person can, or, you know, a person can take another person's life and be okay with it. 
but at the same time, it's there to learn about, in some ways. It's there to be, like, the whole point of it is to learn about it. Through good or bad, you know, that's a different story. But it's the reason why it's there, because, you know, it's a story to be told. And you could argue whether or not a person's story, such as, you know, a Jeffrey Dahmer or a Jack the Reaper, you know, you should argue whether or not their story should be told, but at the same time, like, why why wouldn't it, you know? If you're a content creator, such as Netflix, you want to create content, and as long as you've got consent on everybody involved to talk about this story or a story, then I don't see the harm in actually talking about it, in my opinion. Or, you know, I launch you respectfully doing it. I launch you respectfully, you know, doing this story and you turn, you get everybody's opinions involved, anyone who's involved in the story, if possible, and you let them have their say, have their opinions and everything else, then I don't see the problem, for the most part. Now, I know other people feel differently, and that's completely fine. Everyone has their own opinion, which is great. And entertainment is subjective, nonetheless. But I don't mind a bit of true crime, you know. It's fun, it's interesting. But at the same time, it doesn't affect... Like, another point to make, it doesn't affect anything that I watch. So I'm quite happily, quite happy to go watch Family Guy on Disney+. Plus. Um... I'm quite happy to go watch, you know, professional wrestling later on in the day or whatever it may be. You know, I'm quite happy to listen to a bit of music before I go to bed. You know, something upbeat and that takes away from, you know, the stuff that I've heard over this, like, 10-episode journey into a Netflix documentary or whatever, you know what I mean? I don't let it consume me. I don't let it, you know, come addictive, if you will, because I don't find true crime addictive. I find it intriguing and interesting. But then, that's just it, you know what I mean? I don't find it to be, like, incredibly intriguing. No, no, not intriguing. I don't find it to be, like, motivating. Like, okay, well, you know, I want to go become a killer like Dexter Morgan from the Dexter series. If you've seen Dexter, then you know what I'm talking about. Who's, like, a CSI uh, crime scene analyst. But also, at night, he's like a vigilante, if you will, who takes matters into his own hands when a criminal has escaped the justice system for whatever reason, through politics or lack of evidence or, you know, whatever it may be. You know, that's the sort of thing I find cool. But I don't see that as a, oh, yeah, well, I want to become, you know, like Dexter Morgan or Jack the Reaper or whatever it may be, you know what I mean? I'm quite happy to watch it as entertainment and then leave it at that. You know, leave it as entertainment because that's what it is. If somebody was to ask me for a recommendation, they would probably mention it. Like, hey, you know, I watched this last night. It was pretty good. You know, in terms of the length, it's not too bad. And in terms of, you know, the episode count, it's not that bad either. It's like, you know, three episodes, half an hour long, you know, whatever it may be. And then, like, okay, well, you know, you tell a little bit about the story, and hopefully then they become intrigued, and they begin to watch it as well. So overall, I guess my point I'm trying to say is, I know I ramped on quite a lot, like, 
True crime doesn't necessarily have to be on red flag. It can be. Absolutely, it can be. But I wouldn't necessarily treat it as though, okay, if you're watching, you know, a Netflix series based on true crime, or, you know, anything based on true crime, you can have the true crime podcast, or audiobook, or, you know, a true crime TV channel for, you know, for, for, you know, just because you, just because you watch that, or you listen to that sort of stuff, doesn't mean that you're going to be a criminal, or that you're a psychopath in the making, or you're mentally disturbed, or anything like that, that's something I would hold against, or I would disagree against, in my own opinion, I'm curious to see what anybody else thinks, you know, please let me know your thoughts on the um, subject, of true crime and serial killer documentaries and whatnot. But like I said, for me, true crime goes many different ways. It don't have to be just one thing. It could be like a, you know a heist that happened many many years ago in like in South Wales, like where I live, or England, or you know Scotland, or in America, whatever it may be. Stuff like that, you know, that's my sort of cup of tea. I just like true crime in general. It don't have to be just one specific part of entertainment or you know or drama or whatever so that being said thank you all for listening to this episode until next time take care stay safe i'll see you guys next time bye bye